Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode seven of the Brunswick Beer Collective of season fourteen, which is our trip along the eighty-six tramway, and we are at Clifton Hill Brew Pub. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Good day. And joining us is head brewer here, Ryan. Good day. And so. This is this is one of those places that it's in it's in Clifton Hill, so it's, uh, we've obviously strayed beyond the confines of Spring uh, of Smith Street, um, and I feel like I don't know, Ryan. How would you describe this sort of place? Um, look, it's a really sort of classic feeling pub, um, except we've got a massive bank of taps of beers that are all brewed in house, um, and we like. <laughs> Keeping some fairly simple ones, and then the rest of them are really quite crazy. So, well, that is it. The sort of thing because obviously, you know, when you have like a when you have like a classic sort of pub, it's you don't always expect to have craft beer here. Yeah, um, and I mean that hasn't always been the case. The pub's been here for over a hundred years. Mm. Um, the brewery went in five years ago, and. Um, yeah, and I think it initially just started with a couple of taps and slowly but surely the, the brewery's taken over all the rest of them and, um, yeah. But, well, obviously um, you guys don't have any sort of um, contracts here anymore. Uh, no, I, I, there's no contracts. We do actually still have a Guinness tap, um, but that's just because the locals love it and mm. we tried brewing our own nitro stout and um, they told us they didn't like it. So. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It does make you wonder whether anyone's actually leaked the Guinness recipe. It does, but... Or tried doing you know, Guinness on, on Nitro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have thought the Guinness on Nitro is so weird, right? Bizarre concept. It, it, uh, like, uh, early in our tenure of not knowing anything, which I'll admit hasn't changed that much, um, we, uh, we um, sort of asked... Um, so, uh, you mean you? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, asked, well, what would, it, what would Guinness be like on Nitro? And then um, people promptly told us, actually, Guinness is always on Nitro. Yes. Um, so... You live in London. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, one of the handy things about having the Guinness on Nitro is it means we can put our Irish Red on Nitro, we can throw a Saison on Nitro, anything we want. Um, we just don't do it very often. <laughs> but our core range Irish is, yeah, always mm. Nitro. So. But I, had, I, I guess I never really thought about what the applications of um, Nitro were. Um, basically, you do what you normally do mm. with CO2, <laughs> mm. but with nitrogen. Um, okay. It's, it means your beer's not fizzy, but it gets that creamy texture. Um, yeah, but I mean, a lot of the classic Irish ales mm. are you non-nitro, know, like Caffrey's is, and a yeah, few other ones. Yeah, Murphy's, Murphy's yeah. Mm. yeah. And I mean, Guinness even released a nitro IPA not long ago, but by all accounts, it was pretty useless. <laughs> so <laughs> They should just stick to what they're good at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do it very well, so... God, I can't, uh, I can't imagine what Guinness would have done with a nitro IPA, but I kind of want to try it now. Yeah, yeah, um... I wouldn't be screaming out to get it, but you know, it's, yeah. So, uh, what what is it that you know you have? How many taps do you have? Um, I think there are th- thirteen of them are ours. Okay. What what? How do you decide what goes on these taps? Um, well, we've got a core range of six beers, um, so we try to keep them available all year round. And the rest is pretty much just whatever I feel like. Um, so sometimes it'll just be a single keg pilot batch if I'm really not sure about something or want to try something completely off the wall. Mm. Um, or 
you know, like if I if I feel like it's a fairly safe one, um, then you know we'll go straight to a production batch and just go, hooray, we've got you know a dozen kegs of saison or dry XPA, or, you know, like yeah, it's um, you know some of them move better than others, um, but for the most part, you know, if a new hop comes out or someone releases a new malt or even if something's just on special one month, just go well sweet I'll grab some of that and play with it and see what happens and yeah well out of curiosity how uh, how much of a um, how, how much do our breweries um, governed by what hops are on special this um, we're really not but for certain beers I did a a while ago I did a mid-strength lager and the entire point of a it was a mid-strength Aussie lager um, it came out exactly as I wanted to, which is something that tasted a bit like 4X. Um, and so that was very much governed by the price of hops. Um, it was just high alpha. I actually ended up using Ella because um, couldn't get any pride of Ringwood. <laughs> but, yeah, um, for the most part, no, we don't. For, for us, at least, um, it's not really about the price of the hops. It's about the, the quality and the flavour and what you're trying to put into the beer. Um, if it means buying hops that are three times the price, then that's what we do. Um, you know, the total cost of the ingredients is less than half the excise anyway, so it's really not a big concern. Ah. I hadn't even thought about the whole... You mentioned earlier about the whole... you, uh, the, the excise is kind of what kills. Yeah. How does, how does that all work? Um, basically, you, you calculate the, uh, the total amount of pure alcohol produced and then you pay a per litre price on that. Um, so if you're doing a 6% beer, the same volume is going to have twice as much alcohol as a 3% beer, so you pay the excise on the total alcohol produced. And so did, that, did that change recently? It or did it, change yeah, recently. It, was meant to, it, was, it became less bad, but still not uh, good? No, or? it actually went up, but the breweries the rebate you get went up from 30 grand to 100 grand. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, which even for a brewery our size is not actually going to do us that many favours mm-hmm. um, because excise is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. Good work, Scott Morrison. Of course it doesn't work that way on um, wine. No. 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 Wine has another but uh, Does it have... Is it completely... Like, it's completely different. Yeah. It's way less. Yeah. I don't can't speak to how wine works um but which is yeah, crazy because I, I mean a lot less so but, you know it's people can i'm pretty sure people can get drunk quite easily on mm, irresponsibly mm. drunk on wine yeah mm. yeah yeah well that's that's where the uh those little fat lamb they're a wine base okay um which is why you get these two liter bottles for four bucks or whatever it is um people drink them like cider or beer but no, it's a wine base, so they're paying bugger all excise. Also, oh, yeah, they're the dudes who just skip the Alcopop tax by. Yeah, but yeah, they basically make this eight percent like Alcopop off a wine base, and then just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great business idea. Terrible for anybody who has taste buds. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so basically, forex. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd take forex over fat lamb any day. <laughs> Honestly, I really would. It's revolting. And you, you were saying before that you were. You, you used to be Red Duck, yes, and then Bad Shepherd, yep. and then and then here, yeah. yeah. Like, um, you get around. I do. It's you know, you you can't stay in one place for too long. Um, so you know, why not keep moving? You learn something new at every place. So, yeah. 
But have you um, like stolen things from you know Vag Shepherd? Have their fabled hazelnut? Um, look, I mean, there's there's stuff that you can't unlearn, um, <laughs> but there's That's a good of words. there's nothing. I don't I don't feel like I've taken anything that would be considered intellectual property from anywhere I've mm. worked previously, um, but you know, like. Red Ducks are very, very basic brew house. Bad Shepherds are really sort of modern, well put together brew house. And you know, you, you can't sort of go. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to remember any of the processes that I've learned on how mm. to operate this brew house. That'd just be silly. Mm. But that's most of it is operations and um, you know, and how to build recipes for mm. sort of for a market. Um, yeah, like why would I brew a recipe that is someone else's? here like mm. that, that makes no sense so and if, I guess it also cuts out the level of um, you know creativity you get from the whole thing yeah exactly um, you know and, and what the what the brewery is known for as well like you know Red Duck's known for doing some again some pretty crazy stuff but after that when I'm a bad shepherd why would I want to try and make a barrel aged Groot you know, <laughs> like you know they're, they're, their customers aren't going to like it it's not mm. going to sell well um so yeah, you know, it's horses for courses. Just do do what that what that particular brand wants to do, um, and what their customers expect. So um, what do people, what do customers here go for? Um, the most there's, there's actually there's there's two sort of very distinctly different demographics here. Um, there's people who come in and, and go, oh, the, the Queen's Parade, which we're drinking now, ooh, that's a bit hoppy or a bit malty. I'm like, this is a pretty conservative beer. Yes. <laughs> um, but. You know, it sells ridiculously well. Um, meanwhile, you know, there's other people who wouldn't even consider any of the core range beers. They'll come in and go, oh, I haven't had this yet, so I'll have that. I'll have one of those, and then I'll move on to the next one. Um, you know, most of these guys have probably never tried our lager, but, you know, that's not who it's for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like this... Yeah, there's this weird, like there's almost a sort of division behind the bar. You see like one one lot of people will sit at one end, one lot of people sit at the other end, kind of eyeing each other off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, one of them is like, is there a like giant age gap between the two of them or just how they dress? Not, actually, it's, it's really difficult to tell people apart. It's often the only way to tell is where they sit. Um, you know, the, the locals all sit at one end and mm. the... Or that the locals who like the core range stuff all sit at one end, and you know everyone else sort of sits at the other end of the bar. It's 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 a really bizarre thing to sort of to witness when you first sort mm. of walk into it. But now it makes a lot of sense because <laughs> they all know each other and they all sort of socialise with each other. So yeah. And and how do you go with um sort of the non-local traffic again? Because I mean when I when I first came across the you guys in your current incarnation, it was a bit of a surprise because, yeah. like, this is not a place that I would walk past very often because yeah. I just zoom past on, on, on the tram. So, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know how that really goes. Um, like, we, we do get a lot of... Um, we, we have a bunch of locals who are in, you know, three or four nights a week. Yeah. They'll come in for a pint on their way home. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's this sort of... It seems to be just like right because it's at the top of this Smith Street thing. People will come in for lunch before they go down okay. and do the, the 86 crawl. Yep. Um, which is kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, like there's a, a surprisingly large number of people who I know who just keep showing up and, and drinking the beers. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's great. Um, 
Yeah, Beats is having to come to my place and drink my beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's an easier clean-up operation. It certainly is. <laughs> you have staff for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, out of curiosity, because um, you live in Ballarat, right? Yes. Um, did you do the Ballarat Uni? Um... No, I didn't. Um, oh. I... Before I started at Red Duck, I was driving semi-trailers, delivering uh, roofing iron, um, and just homebrewing. Ah. And yeah, it was, um, you know, Scott is a BJCP judge, mm. and I used to just take my beers in there and get basically unbiased feedback. And then one day I got a text from him saying, hey, one of my people's leaving, do you want a job in the warehouse? And at that point my wife was pregnant with our third kid. And I went, you know what, yeah, maybe not being out of the house 16 hours a day would be a good thing. I, I see that argument, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, you know, and I mean, took a bit of a pay cut to do it, but also wasn't dealing with the stress of mm. being on the road all day. Um, and it was a sort of a job I really liked doing and then progressed to Brewer and, you know, just kind of snowballed from there. So, no, I'm not, not qualified in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Well, other than the fact that, you know, you've, you've worked everywhere and you've worked well, under great brewers. There's, there's that, but um, that's probably not an official qualification. Although it might count, actually, at this point. So, um, Do you find yourself, um, uh, like, wishing you could make something here that you can't? Um, kind of, to an extent. Um there's styles that the that previous brewers have done in the past and hasn't sold well. Mm. Um, and for the most part, if I, you know, if I really want to make something like that, I'll either do a single keg batch of it, or I'll just make it at home. Like I still brew at home regularly. Um, so yeah, like if you know, if I'm lacking that particular creative outlet, I'll just do it at home. Um, the, the the big point of contention at the moment has been a saison because I'd love to have one on. But last time they did one, it took it took ages to sell. People didn't yeah. didn't latch onto it. I'm like, well, what's the point tying up a tap with a beer that we already know doesn't sell here? Um, it's a good argument. Yeah. yeah, and it's a bit it's a bit of a divisive style, right? Like it's yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those kind of edge styles that like other people either really love it or you know really hate it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there is a gin and tonic goes on. Yes, at the there moment. Is. So. Yeah, but gozers have done really well here. So and interesting. I, and I don't fully understand why one has done well and one has done badly, but... Yeah, because they're kind of adjacent yeah. on the beer mm. sort of style wheel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not far from each other. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the gin and tonic goes up. I'm not going to lie, that hasn't been a fast seller, but, you know, it's moved. So, you know, it's a, a novelty, I think, is probably the, the, the biggest draw card for that one. Yep. Does it work with gin? Was the Doctor's Ooh. Orders one? Oh, yeah. The gin and t- the Doctor's Orders? Oh. You said that with gin and tonic? Yes. And they recommend that you drink it with a shot of gin. Okay, I put a bottle of gin in the keg um, of that one, so <laughs> just yeah, pre, you know, <laughs> yeah. skip skip people having to do the step themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was at least a gin that we have behind the bar. So yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, you, if you want to do that, it absolutely, it's like some weird pale boiler maker. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why the hell not? You know, we, uh, that's a good name for a beer. A pale a weird boiler. pale boiler maker. <laughs> um, we'll expect that um, next time we're back. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> And I saw on, um, because obviously, you know, we as, uh, I guess, um, 
as epic drinkers, um, we follow all of like the the beer threads and things like that. Uh, yeah. And I saw that you had posted like. Uh, uh, I reckon every couple of weeks I'd seen you post posted like it uh, was a hey we've got the we've got this beer is it, um, like, yeah do you get uh, do you get like because um, I saw that you posted your New England on there and it's like do you get that sort of like whoa um, um, extra feedback from that or is that helpful um, for the community or? a little bit I I think a lot of the people in these groups who have sort of had beers that I've brewed here or other other places um, generally sort of they'll come and talk directly to me so I actually don't get a lot of feedback on those posts because oh. all these guys you know I, like, I talk to so many people um, and I, I like to think I'm fairly approachable <laughs> um, so, well you're yeah, talking to us yeah, well, <laughs> that's yeah, a good that's sign true. <laughs> um, m- most of these people yeah they, they sort of they, they go oh yeah well I'll just come and talk straight to you because mm. and uh, honestly that's the way I like it as well is I, I, I love getting feedback directly because that's the while people are drinking the beer is the most important time because that's mm. when you're going to get the most, most sort of raw feedback. Um, but, um, brace yourself for the untapped check-ins. Yeah. Live, yeah. live drain pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tag me. <laughs> yeah. Look, I've, 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 you know, I'm no, no stranger to getting really shit reviews on untapped. Um, but, you know, you, you deal with it. Some people, not everyone's going to like every beer. Yeah. Um, I love. I've, one of my favourites was a um, zero stars because I don't like sours on a Groot. I'm like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> uh, we've talked so many times. We've talked about that. Yep. Yeah, I, I would. I would suggest that perhaps that should be a five star because it's exactly what you don't like. It does what it says <laughs> yeah. on the label. Yeah, it might take some convincing, but. Yeah. Um. So right now we're drinking the Queens Parade. Where? Um. So. Was this one that you conjured or someone that... Um, no, this this is a recipe that I've inherited. Um, it's, a, it's a core range beer and I've tried not to change it too much because, again, like I think it's a top three seller, so why mess with a good thing? Um, it's also, I'll admit it's not a beer I would have come up with myself, but, you know, if it sells, it sells. It's um, a really nice beer. And I'm not going to question it, it's just I'm, I gravitate towards different things mm. so um, and yeah I mean there's, there's nothing wrong with it it's you know it drinks well it's mm. a good colour it's you know it ticks the boxes good to its mother yeah um, yeah mm. it's it's never been arrested distance. Yeah. Um, no it's it's I mean I, I've um, granted of course it's the first beer of the day which yeah. means it's, it's, it's always it's gone down really beer. yeah it's gone yeah. down really fast yep um, I guess we should do first impressions so it's the Queen's Parade Urban Ale uh, yes, um, so except we're not allowed to call it the Urban Ale anymore. I really do need to jump on Untapped and change that. <laughs> oh, because there's all the other... Uh, like, because Urban Ale. Yeah. Make sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Zeev, Zeev isn't listening? Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry Zeev, we'll get it sorted. <laughs> but, but it looks um, like it's been changed, because we've definitely tried this beer before, but it says we've never checked it in. It says only 161 people have checked it in. Mm. I think it must have been on as something else and have been deleted yeah, yeah. rather than merged. Right. Damn it, Greg. We spoke with the guy from the head of Untapped. Oh, okay, and right. We just complained a lot. Yeah, good. good. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Not sorry. Yeah, he probably had a cut. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> it, it is kind of um, it, Untapped is one of those great, valuable but annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's been a very long time since I've checked a beer in, um, but 
and actually I think it had been over a year since I'd even looked at Untapped, and then I started here and sort of went, okay, part of my new job is is Bowing you know people. yeah, he's, he's he's checking the Untapped account and you know working on the, the Facebook and the what's it called the the photo one Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I, I, I do Facebook myself and that's it so I had to pretty much learn how all this other stuff works but you know you get there mm. um, right. uh, it, it's the world we live in yes, yes, yes so what are people saying about it um, well Michael Helm <laughs> he's not saying anything but they gave it a 3.5 uh, Rosemary Rosie Rosie yep she um, did one for Jeff from Dot last night Ah, uh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, who else have we got? Who else have we got? Uh, Rod K. Very fruity beer. Little bit hops, but overbearing citrus berry flavours. I'm not getting any right. of those things, but mm-hmm. 2.75. Four. Oh, no. I, can't, I can't taste the berries. <laughs> uh, Danny B. Mild coffee pale. Quite nice, quite nice. 3.5 out of 5. I like the use of the word coffee. Hmm. Ian in Croydon, he's, looks like he's got a can of it. Fresh aromatic hops into a mild, refreshing pale, 3.25. I purchased it at the brewery. So this is in cans as well? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, we, we do occasionally get a portable canning line in here. Um, we're due to have them in again soon, which will be awesome, because we've put, normally we've only done core range beers, mm. but this time we're doing a bunch of limited releases, so that's nice. going to be super fun. Right. <laughs> You're designing them in the tra- train home. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. have. That's that's where I came up with them was on the train. <laughs> so, um, yeah. This is a good one. Tom M at the Quiet Man Irish Pub. This is a Nepa exclamation mark. Ooh, ha ha! A hazy and juicy pale ale exclamation mark. <laughs> I think this is brilliant. Taste taste almost like a Pacific ale question mark. Great. Wow. Um, so it's, and the photo is clearly um, not this beer. I'm assuming he got the Nipah. Um, that one? 3.75. <laughs> that, that could have just been the end of a keg. It could honestly. have been the end it's, of a keg. Um, <laughs> uh, or it could, could have been the start. Um, we, tapped a, we tapped a new keg either last night or early this morning, and the first couple of pints were, yeah, very, very hazy. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that happens from time to time. Mark B., it's drinkable, 3.25. That's a, that's a, I love a good honest review. Yeah. Oh, it's a Spanish, there's a Spanish check-in. Good Lord. Oscar G. Where's the translate option? Uh, mucho, mucho sabor. I think that means like very good. He gave it 3.75. Hey. Co- Corrector Pale Ale Aussie. Excellent. Uh, Bob D at The Quiet Man. Cold, wet and kneaded, very loud at The Quiet Man. Where is the Quiet Man? A lot of people checking out it's the in, Quiet um, Man. It's near yeah. um, Queen Vic Market. Yeah, yeah. it's in. Um, oh Ray, yes, yes. Flemington yes. or Kensington? Oh, sorry, no, no, no. That's so, I don't know no, my way that's, around that's this area not, that well. That is the drunken pole. Yeah, no, you're right. It's on. It's on. Um, yeah, one of the. Yeah, maybe it's Racecourse Road or Flemington yeah, Road or something yeah, like, like it's that. Across yeah, across from the Maccas. I've been there once. Yeah. It's, it's owned by the guys who own this place. Yeah, um, oh, makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we we have a few of our beers on there. Yeah, it's a good distribution plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy more pubs, sell the beer in all the places. <laughs> what could plan. possibly go wrong? It's always been my plan. Yeah. yeah. Other than running out of beer here, which hasn't happened yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> 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 all right, give me a few more. Uh, Thomas T. Citrus flavors, refreshing aftertaste. Four out of five. And I, I closed it. I can bring it back up. Uh, I'm sure I can find one more. Mm. 
just, he says. Here we go, Bradley C here um, with a basket of chips. Nice. Less hoppy than most APAs, really nice beer. They make a good beer in Clifton Hill, 3.75. Oh, that's a good review. Thanks. <laughs> well, I guess we need to ask what we think about this beer. Uh, Jeff, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's quite yeah, easy drinking, quite like it. Yeah, you know, I'd quite happily you know, sit on a session on this. Yes, yeah, so I reckon, you know, I'd give, it, I'd give it a three and a half. Yep, nice. three and a half. It is a pale ale. It does exactly what it says in the box. We'll drink again. I totally agree. It's 3.5. Awesome. Except now you have to review, review yourself. I never rate my own beers. Well, couldn't you make an exception? <laughs> um, yeah, bugger it. Why not? I'll, I'll give it a solid three and a half as well then. Um, it's, yeah, it does what it says on the tin. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. And of course you have to be, you know, this is someone, This is an inherited recipe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an inherited recipe, but it's brewed by me. Mm. Um, and people did notice the difference when I took over and um, from the from the previous guys, but no one complained. They just said it was a bit different. So, and and now they probably can't remember what the old one tastes. Almost certainly not. No. Um, yeah, and I mean, I you know I didn't think there was a huge difference. There there was a difference. I think of mine started lower and finished lower, so it's a little bit drier. Um, same ABV, same hops, same malt. It's just mine's a bit drier um, for reasons I don't fully understand. It's best not to ask. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, not when you follow the instructions exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are times I've followed instructions exactly and mm. gone completely different yeah. outcomes of what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's never normal. Follow, never follow, never follow instructions. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, um, or the barbecue pit in the yeah. backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fine barbecue yeah. pit. Why does mine look like yeah. that? <laughs> That's exactly this beer. <laughs> so on that, I think we should go to our next beer. And we are back, and we're onto a beer that we just discovered isn't on Untapped yet. Sorry. But the, uh, this is, I, I don't know if you've heard of this style before, um, this is a Nipa. No, no, not familiar with them. Right, um, Tell me more. Uh, so it's it's based on this New England thing, where it's like um, apparently New England make IPAs this way. Right. Um, Bizarre concept. Why would anyone make an IPA like this? I, I don't know. Um, it's it's very hazy. You can barely you can you can't see through it. Um, you know, I can't see my fingers holding it up. Um, apparently, they're they're a thing now. They are. Um, they, they do seem to be. And beyond that, of course. Um, why did you make a Nipa? Um, <laughs> I literally made a Nipa because they sell well, because people want to drink them. Um, I, I have been very loudly on record as hating the style. Mm. Um, You're not the first like most brewers. Yeah. Um, however, sadly, I've also become very interested in the science behind it and you know some of the weird techniques and things that go into neepers as opposed to normal beers and now i want normal. to i kind of want to keep making um more neepers just to do it better oh wow um it's, and it, which is a, a horrible thing for me to try and sort of you know internally reconcile because <laughs> uh, because i'm yet to have a neeper i've genuinely really enjoyed 
Mm. Um, Three Ravens are probably the closest. Mm. Um, I've gone back for more of theirs, but it's not a beer that I see on a shelf and go, oh, awesome, I love that beer. Um, um, I, I, would, I would go out on a limb and say... That's the that's the best answer I've heard as to why you make it, why anyone is making a NEPA from what we've talked about. Well, you got to be honest, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to um, say, have you had a US NEPA? Yeah, um, which I've, had, I've had a couple. I can't remember which ones off the top of my head. Um, if I if I spent long enough, I could go through the photos yeah, yeah. on my phone and show you a picture of the cans. But um, you know, I I try not to say I don't like a style until I've given it a good a good yeah. hard go because um, again I, I, I like being honest about these kind of things um, and yeah I'm just I just haven't had one that's really grabbed me and sort of gone oh I get why people like this now um, is is that now your holy grail are you now trying to make that make the one that grabs you no um, but <laughs> I do think the next time I make it it will be better than this one um, or it will be different to this one at okay. least it will definitely be different it might be better is it different because you can't remember what the recipe was yeah no I, I actually I've, I got into this habit of writing things down during brew that's days that's crazy um, no I that'll it's, never it's take off really well uh, it's all a plan mm. yeah yeah I uh, honestly I didn't do it for quite some time and it got me into a lot of trouble so the story checks out mm. so uh, look I'm now really curious about um, in for laymans uh, like us or at least like me. Yep. What what is what's so special about making a NEPA? Um, that it would get of, your attention like this. Look uh, about making them. Um, it seems to be about sort of getting as much, as far as I can tell, as much sort of long chain sort of carbohydrate sugars type things and proteins into the beer and staying there. That's where you get the sort of haze. And then there's also... So you don't a, just add flour? No. No, because then your mash tun takes 17 hours to to drain out and everybody has a terrible time. Um, and I have had that happen as well, doing a, a rye-heavy beer, and I don't want to talk about it. I'm still traumatised. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up these flashbacks for you. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, and the, the other part of it seems to be... Uh, sort of multiple stages of dry hopping which I'm not 100% down with what goes on but what seems to be the case is there's some kind of um, that it's people have been calling it biotransformation which sounds like it's from a bad science fiction film it does a bit um, as far as I can tell it seems to be something along the lines of the yeast emulsifying the hop oils kind of almost like mayonnaise but beer <laughs> yeah, good explanation. Okay, I do a science. Um, it, it, look, if if we were naming episodes based on quotes like we did a few seasons ago, that would be what we'd um, be calling awesome. <laughs> do it anyway. Why not? The mayo nipa. Yeah, the mayo mayo Yeah. I I I guess I had no idea. I mean, it makes because we heard the stories of people who are adding flour to their beers to make them hazy. Yeah. Um, and then, but. I didn't, and you know, you hear about like, no, it's just this is this is how that this is how we all always make them. We just didn't filter them or something. Yeah, uh, but, this is actually the only beer we've got on the taps currently that was filtered. Ah, um, because I used so many hops mm. um, that every time I did a yeast dump, 
more hops would come out and more hops would come out. And I'm like, if I keep doing this, I'm going to run out of beer before we actually keg anything. So as a result, this beer is the only filtered beer we have and it's the, the haziest. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a fun story. No, yeah. though it is, it is really fascinating, the whole, um, you know, as something that we've jumped on a bandwagon for. Yeah. Um, why were you so anti-neat? Um, because I tried a whole bunch of them and sort of... I just don't get why people like them. Um... I don't understand why people would want a juicy beer or a, you know, with no bitterness. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the way they look, but, you know, I get there's a certain sort of aesthetic to it, but I just, I don't like it. I've, I've never insisted on making perfectly clear beer, but it just, I don't like the look of it. Um, and I don't see why you would want to make a, yeah, make that, that kind of juicy, pillowy kind of thing. When I, I, I'll take a West Coast IPA with a good solid bitterness to it any day of the week over, over a Nipa. Um, it's just, that's just the kind of beer I like. So, yeah. Um, as a cause, in saying that, you know, I, I feel like come summer, this thing is going to run off the shelves. Um, yeah, it, it probably will. Um, it's It's been... You know, we've been shifting a lot of it anyway um, already. Like, as, as soon as I sort of posted it up on, on various beer groups, it's, you know, it's immediately been been selling well. Um, I just don't care for it. <laughs> People um, don't forget how good a West Coast IPA, good West Coast IPA is. Mm, it seems mm. like everyone wants an IPA now, which, and I like IPAs, but, yeah, like, this West Coast IPAs are really good. <laughs> yeah, and they've, they've sort of just disappeared as well, um, which, you know... Hopefully Nika's too as well, and we can, <laughs> we can all enjoy some nice brute IPAs. Uh, oh, did you say brute IPAs? Love them. Oh, Sorry. God. <laughs> to, to, to us, that's like, you know, brute IPAs are like um, the one Nika's. It's the one style yeah, yeah, I it's, don't it, get. It is, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's the, the anti-Nika, and I didn't expect to like it. Um, and Wolf of the Willows released theirs when I was down at Bad Shepherd, and I just fell in love with it. Um, like uh, Scotty just gave me a couple of tins mm. of it and it was beautiful <laughs> so yeah. yeah wow there you go yeah let's go find the right one mm. but are you going to make a brute next uh, not next <laughs> um, there will be one um, probably next year um, alright well, one last question then we'll actually like talk about rating this thing sure but, uh, New England's are one of these weird things where that everyone seems to like them, yeah. except you. Yes. Um, <laughs> have Have you found that the the um, uh, like the regulars in the corner and the craft beer drinkers have actually both tried this, or has it um, just been the crafties? It's It's just been the crafties. Um, the The regulars in the corner, actually, one the the one that the most of them have tried um, was a bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. <laughs> Um, which I was absolutely blown away. I walk out and there's these, you know, six dudes in high vis who every single day they come in, they have a pint of lager and they go. And they're all sitting there with these dark beers. And I'm like, what are you guys drinking? And they're like, oh, it's some bourbon barrel thing. Like, you, you guys know this is 10% and you've all got pints, yeah? Like, 
They just saw the word bourbon and were like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I like and bourbon. They, and they absolutely loved it. And they, over the course of a couple of weeks, just smashed through the keg. It, like, a lot of the crafty guys who came in didn't even... You know, people came in mm. sort of going, oh, is this your um, your AIBA winning beer? Like, well, it is, but it's gone now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys are just absolutely obliterated. Yeah, wow. Well, sure, right? Everyone should try everything at least once. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, some of those guys have sort of ended up going for some of the some of the other beers now that they've gone, oh, wow, if I go as far out of my comfort zone as possible, then I'll find something I do like. Yeah. Um, but that's what it took to actually get them to make that leap. Who would um, have thought? Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm still kind of blown away by it. So I think we've still got a keg of it downstairs too, but we're probably not going to bust it out till next winter. <laughs> that was the most unexpected answer um, I could ask for. It's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what so, are we th- so we need to add this. Oh, yes. So, okay, we've got Nipah. It's a what's called yep. IPA New England. ABV? Uh, six point two, I think. Just check the board, actually. And I have a use, if you can uh, remember. <laughs> Not many. Not many. I, I, only takes, I, only I, takes... think I think it's about 25, 30. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan is just checking the board. Um, it is 6.2. 6.2. You, you don't need to put our views in there. Describe this beer. Um, we've, nev- like we've never live we've never live um, wrote a description no. for a bit <laughs> well we'll add in how much we need to actually create the check in and you can go in and add a logo yeah. and go for it. type put something whatever you want I can just modify no don't yeah. put in whatever you want <laughs> um uh, uh I, what, what okay it exists now nice alright <laughs> now how would we describe this beer and Ryan I'm going to start with you first um, okay, okay. Flip, flip yourself around. Imagine you're a um, just just a you know just a regular craft beer drinker. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're like, yeah, I really love Nipahs. How would you describe this? Um, look, I mean, it's it's pale, it's hazy, it, it ticks the boxes there, um, and it smells pretty fruity. It's 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 actually quite citrus heavy, which. Like you, it more your sort of lemony grapefruity citrus, which I, I feel like it should be more orange and mangoes. Um, seems to be my understanding of what a good Nipah should be. Um, it's probably a bit more bitter than it should be, but it's it's not intrusive in any way. Um, you know, I'd give it maybe a three. <laughs> Harsh. It's it's very difficult to be objective about a beer that I made and don't particularly like. <laughs> Fair, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when there's kind no, of like um, children. When it's, uh, I've got several of those, and you're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm on record as saying that too. It's fine. Um, Hi, Ryan's kids. <laughs> um, uh, Paul, what do you think? I'd probably say I was tossing up between a three and a three point two five. But yeah, I'd, pr- I'd probably go three as well. It's, uh, it's not a bad beer, but as a, as a Nipah, yeah, it's uh, sort of the yeah the first step on. I'd be very interested to see where you take this over several iterations because it's definitely got potential. Cheers. Yeah, I wasn't going to be as harsh as, as you guys. I, I was going <laughs> to give it three point two five. I thought, like, yeah, it's not quite like yeah. I, I mean, you pointed out sort of in the areas where it didn't quite sort of meet your expectations, and I think that's completely fair. But yeah, I, I think. I disagree on the flavour point, though. Mm. I think definitely you could do a like 
you know, lemony to grapefruity Nipah definitely works. I don't think it has yeah, to be no, tropical sure. fruit. Yeah, I suppose I think that's just my sort of expectation given the ones I've had. Um, sure. So, which admittedly, you know, like could talk to you for months about Saison, but New England <laughs> IPAs. <laughs> um, I'm also with Jeff on this one. I, I'm not as harsh as you guys. It's 3.25 is, um, it's, it's got a lot of potential. But, um, especially since you're going in blind in terms of, um, you know, yeah. w- what's going to happen next, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, this is literally a, a result of reading about how people make New England IPAs and then going straight to a production batch. There was no pilot batch of this. Um, so it's just, you know, <laughs> just jump straight no, in I think in contents, it's, it's, it's... And, um, you know, mm. it didn't go down the drain, so that's, it is, that's nice. It is better than, yeah, stuff that is several batches mm. in that I've had, you know, in cans. Well, stuff that is in, like, you know, widespread production that is in you know, <laughs> yeah. bottle and cans and kegs everywhere. Yeah. Cool. So I think we should. We have to um, flip a coin. Oh yeah, do we flip a coin, or do we just defer oh, to the brewer? We have to flip if, a coin. If, if the, uh, rules if, is if rules. The, rules are rules. We don't need to have brewers involved, though. Like I was going to say, the brewers going to give the lowest score. I, I kind of feel that like. Then you know, we should defer, we flip the I'm coin? happy to flip the coin, though. Oh, we we did that at coin? Clifton Hill. No, we're at oh. Clifton Hill now, Chris. Oh, sorry. <laughs> at, at fixation. Fixation. We flipped a coin. Yeah. Oh, did we? Okay. Well, we better flip a coin then. I don't have any coins. We can flip a coaster. All right. It's going to be a. That's heads. That's tails. Well, green or white? We could we could go with that for okay. all our, okay. all the people listening. Okay, so green is <laughs> three and white is three point two five. That, that doesn't work. <laughs> that Did not flip even once. Okay. Well, there was interference, but no, I'm happy to go with that. Three point two five. Three point two five. Awesome. Um, so I think we should do one last beer. Certainly. And we're on to our last beer and. All right, before we... All right, this is the breakfast sour, correct? It is the breakfast sour, yes. All right, what makes it breakfasty, and why did you make a breakfast sour? Um, well, basically, this was kind of... This was the, the first thing that actually started me being even remotely interested in New England IPAs. It was, again, given my sort of backstory, sours are a big part of that. And um, when I was when they said, oh, New England's are doing really well today, it was kind of, or at the moment, it was kind of a, um, yeah, all right, I'll do you a New England, but it's going to have a pH of three. <laughs> um, and that's where this um, kind of came from. It's, it's uh, for, for those playing at home, what does a pH of three mean? Um, it means it's sour. Okay. Um, it's, and actually the hops have taken some of the bite off that as well. But, yeah, it's, it's a kettle-soured... Um, Effectively, a kettle soured New England IPA. Um, well, well, I was going to say, um, I've still got a bit of my last beer left, and it kind of looks like a non hazy version of that. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'm, I actually genuinely don't quite understand why that's less hazy because it was treated, other than the, the souring, it was treated exactly the same way. Um, the, the hops are slightly different, but they were put in at the same times. Um, so yeah, I don't. Again, there's 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 some science going on, and I'm not a scientician. So. Yeah, but just for context, like so, hydrochloric acid has a pH of 3.01, and sulfuric acid has a pH of 2.75. So that kind of gives you context. So quite acidic. Yeah. yeah, up there with the uh, up there with the acids. 
Ooh, up there with the popular acids. acids. The popular acids, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cool acids. Yeah, none of this lactic acid nonsense. <laughs> um, um, first impressions, people. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I am... Um, and the hops have taken off a good amount of the sourness, so it's not like absolutely smashed me in the face, but I can, yeah, yeah I can definitely... Well, it's not yeah. the, um, what was the... Two... Oh, that, two. Shan- that Shandy. The shandy oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Licking an licking electric... Uh, battery. What, battery or yeah. something cool. like that. thing. Yeah. Like, like, it's easily the most sour thing we've ever no, drunk no, in our lives. Like licking a power line. Licking a power no, line. Licking a power line. That's that right. That was Jeff's awesome. quote. Yeah. It was in... I've not... Had a sour that's come close no. to that on levels of insanity. Nice, yeah. So it's good, yeah. It's good to back it off a bit because, mm. yeah, you can't. Yeah, that looks at that. that looks at like hydrochloric acid and says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use that for cleaning the tanks instead of. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> so, what makes it breakfasty? Um, look, honestly, the the breakfasty part comes from when it was fresh out of the tank and even even now sort of going yeah look it tastes like pineapple and grapefruit juice um that's something normal humans tend to drink around breakfast time so why not call it breakfast sour I said that argument yeah yeah I was always yeah it's got, I was, I've got a bit of a lime sort of is yeah. what I'm getting mm. from it yeah me too yeah it's, it's actually been a while since I've had this one so it's <laughs> I was just yeah. some gin in it and see what happens. Like, you know. <laughs> it would go well with gin. I think it mm. would. I think I'm, yeah, I'm being I'd serious. People, people, have, people have gin at breakfast, right? It's not just us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know. I think we've got about a dozen gins beer on the bar at the moment. <laughs> yeah, breakfast gin. I've had, pl- I've, like, I've had gin for breakfast plenty of times. I've definitely had breakfast gin. I've had breakfast vodka. Mm. I mean, in Krakow, it's just what you do. And of course, Bloody Marys have um, gin. Espresso have martinis vodka. have gin in them. So martinis yeah. have some vodka. They don't have gin Sorry. in them. They have vodka. vodka. Yeah. I, I mean, you could have an espresso mm. gin martini. There's nothing stopping you from doing that either. Sounds like a challenge. Mm. Espresso gin martini. Just writing that down for a new beer release. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be here. Yeah. Um, so, what are people saying about this beer? What are people saying? That is a good question, All Chris. Right. Steve Dot at Beer Deluxe. Uh, I dig it. Pretty straightforward sour. 3.75. Oh, yeah. Beer Deluxe bought kegs of that. Forgot about <laughs> that. That's quite a few checkouts <laughs> of Beer Deluxe, actually. I delivered them, too. What have I forgotten about? <laughs> beer Deluxe, part of the Australian... What are they? Australian hospitality group or whatever. Mm. I was doing some research but, the um, other day, and they, they own, like, all the pubs. Yeah. Mm. So their strategy is pretty much wait until uh, somebody that owns a group of pubs goes bust. And they come in, buy, buy them all, all the at the fire sale. Yeah. And they, yeah, they're like yeah. Beer Deluxe and State of Grace and the winery in um, Sydney and a few pubs in Perth. They've oh, really? The, not, not a bad strategy. They've got a huge... I was surprised, like, looking at their portfolio, like 70 pubs nationwide. It's, mm. And, like, a lot of pubs that I've been to, and I, I would say are good pubs. They're kind of the better version of, you know, ALH. Yeah. <laughs> ALH had that thing, and no matter what pub you went to, in you know, city X in Australia, you're like, oh yeah, as soon as you walk in, you're like, this is an ALH pub. You could tell by the taps, you could tell by the fit out. These guys kind of have that strategy, but they do it better. I think each pub they own has its you know, unique vibe. But anyway, that's you know, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a normal there. It's not like a weather spoons, <laughs> not like a weather spoons. <laughs> Uh, Matthew T, also at Beer Deluxe, a New England IPA, New England IPA cross 
kettle sour hybrid, grapefruit hops and nice ba- balanced sourness. Unique for a week at least. I'm not sure what was happening. <laughs> Actually, I read that review and my only, the only thing I can think of is that he's saying it's going to be dead in a week because it's got the New England thing. Sure. Um, but I will share yeah. with you that this beer was brewed during this particular one that we're drinking was brewed in my second week here. Right. Okay. Um, was and which was which ago. was actually yeah. So it was probably oh, it's probably been in cakes for about four months now, and it's holding up a lot better than what I think a four month old standard New England mm. IPA would would do. Yeah. Yep. And I put that down entirely to the acidity, um, <laughs> because it's the same amount of hops. That's mm. so. pretty remarkable. We've got a Maurice C at the Great Northern Hotel. Scrum Iumiumshus. Five stars. Oh, God, this oh is wow. Followed so really by, by Don E. Not that good. 2.75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ignore that one because I think that might actually be my first ever five star review. There's another five star here. No good comment. Lord. That is uh, just Johnny B. Just five stars. Oh, that's it. I can retire now. <laughs> <laughs> one of, is one of those reviews Ryan? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're, they're, it's all r- just, r- it's r- just my throwaway yeah. dumper accounts. Uh, r- yeah. Ryan Clifton. <laughs> yeah. I like this one. Justin M at Cliftonville Brew Pub. Study aid, 3.5 stars. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This so. is quite good. Calm F also here. Um, fruity hop nose with a good level of tart slash sour. Not hazy as described, but that's not important. Taste is good, 3.75. Not hazy. Mm. Hazy-ish, but a different type of hazy. I guess. Yeah, I suppose. So we've got a Tim at Beer Deluxe. Perfect sourness, slightly too bitter, but still gave it 4.25 out of 5. So mm. nice. the sister liked it. Oh, perfect sourness. Yeah. Well. I mean, pH of 3. Look, if, if there's anything... Oh, it's a little over 3, but not significantly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, the, if there's one thing I, I do think I do quite well, it's sours. So... <laughs> <laughs> Jenna F. A fair bit of experience in those. At Beer Deluxe. I'd drink this at breakfast any day. Four stars. Awesome. Mm. This thing is kicking goals. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more if someone can find it. Uh, Richard F. At Beer Deluxe. Good sharp sour, lots of fruity flavours. Digging this for breakfast. 3.25. Nice. Mm. Cool. I think some people must have been having it at breakfast because you've also got Adam H. at the same same day. Good start to a big day. 3.5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the date? 17th of May. That's good beer week time, right? So that is that, good beer that week. could easily be... Yeah. That, yeah. Would, that, would, that probably is breakfast time then. Well, that, that wasn't this beer then. That would have been a, the, a previous batch. Okay. Mm. Um, yes, that's right. Which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, actually, yeah. It, we probably did inherit the name from a... A previous batch of this beer, but no, this one's this one's on you. My beer, yes. God damn it! So, yeah. <laughs> so what do we think, people? Um, I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to give it three point seven five. I really like it. Um, yeah, so like yeah, it's a really like it's it's sour, but not like overly so. I think like it balances off well with the hops. See, and I'm I'm quite yeah, it's very refreshing. Quite enjoying it. Cool. Yeah, I'm also 3.75. I really like those, yeah, citrus flavours and that kind of lime kick that I get from it. It's sour, but not... I don't actually think it's crazy sour. I'd, I would really like to have tried it when it's 
fresh. I because I was I was you, like this you could can do that. There's one in the tank at the moment. Because yeah, I was like this could this could I was like this could all this could almost be a four, but um yeah I like three point seven five I really like it and yeah it's a great beer. Cheers. I'm also going three point seven five. It's it's just you know it's easy to drink. It's sour. It's it's a really well done beer. Thanks. That and I can imagine having it for breakfast. Yes. Yes. With like a toast. With gin. Yes. With gin. <laughs> and gin on toast. Yes. And toast. I mean, we're not monsters. Four stars if you throw a shot of gin in there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, what time do you guys open? Uh, we Twelve. We, we discussed this. But I thought it might got, have changed. Or was it always on the, not when we were recording, when we discussed? Uh, I can't remember. We, it, got, we got here at 11.30. And, and it was like, why did you... Why are they not open yet? <laughs> well, we just walked really fast. We were planning to mm-hmm. get here at... Yeah. At 12. I think we got here at like 11.40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, the bottle opens at 11. Yeah, well, no, the we, bottle opens at 10. We got beers from the bottle and just sat at the... <laughs> we, we pretty much un- <laughs> unstacked your seats open. and yeah. Yeah. sat out the front. Yeah. God, I'd forgotten we'd unstacked the seats. Yeah. We, we, we were desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Story checks out. <laughs> so, so, Ryan, now that you've gushed over your own beer, yes. what, uh, how do you rate it? Oh... I'm going to give it a four. I'm happy with it. I'm real happy with Fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it's it's difficult to be objective. I'm either going to be overly critical or overly praising of it. So I'm going to be overly praising of this one. And with three 3.75s, your opinion's irrelevant anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a seven and a half. Um, I'll, all right. I, what, one last question, then we need to finish up. Sure. But, um. Okay, this is clearly, you know, it's a it's a prize beer. Yep. Uh, which means, what are you going to change when you make it again? Um, well, what I, uh, as I said, I've got another one in the tank and I have increased the hops and I made it slightly darker and this one was boiled for 15 minutes. The one in the tank wasn't boiled at all. Ah. Um... So it's there's almost no bitterness to it at all. Um, so once that one's actually packaged and I can have a taste of it in its final form, then I'll see if I'm going to change anything else. But they're the changes I've already made mm. for the next batch. Mm. I look forward to having it. Well, I want to say, yeah, g- given given how good this beer is, and given that you love sours, <laughs> could we could we see you know Clifton Hill Brew Pubs at least under your um, under your rain being sort of do you think known for itself is it something um, you'd like it to be look, known it's, for it's something that they've I've, I've, I was told when I started here that they always want to have at least one sour on tap um, and I think unless the lineup has changed I think at the moment we have three um, so uh, yeah kicking goals because no one because no one really yeah, yeah. has the the sour thing as no one's really known as being the sour brewery, correct me if I'm wrong. Not, not in Australia, anyway. Uh, I mean, La Serene, that's what I was going to say. Um, La Serene is... Wildflower. Farmhouse. No, um, sorry, I mean Victoria. Okay. Wildflower, yeah, I mean, we were at Wildflower... Uh, I was at Wildflower a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and yeah, they are, yeah, obviously next level. Yeah. In Victoria, La Serene, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say they're more f- farmhouse rather than strictly yeah. sour. And I mean, Red Duck's known for doing sours, but it's not their thing. Yeah. Like, they mm-hmm. do a huge spectrum of stuff. Right, opportunity knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Victorian... Get amongst um, it. 
can you can you forage uh, yeasts? <laughs> yeah, in Clifton Hill. Um, I don't know about Clifton Hill, but definitely in Victoria. Yeah. yeah, I've already done a couple of beers with wild yeast in Vic. So, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next the wildflower, watch out. Yeah, go back and find one of the bottles, culture it up, and make some more. There's the, there's the takeaway. <laughs> That's exciting. So, yeah, it is. So, on that note, we need to finish up. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime. And letting us take over your pub temporarily. Absolutely. Uh, we've been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been Jeffrey Chee. Catch you next time. We've been Paul Christoph. See you later. And we've been me, Chris Shorten, and we will talk to you all next week.